When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line. This is Danny Espinosa's world. We're all just living in it, Dave. Steven Strasburg on the mound. We'll start with him tonight, though. A uh, true game-time decision as both Strasburg and uh, Lucas Giolito warmed up before the game just in case Strasburg couldn't make it. At about 1.30, before a 1.35 start, the Nationals officially announced that he was coming back off the DL. Joe Ross lands on the DL. We'll talk about that after we talk about the game. But Steven Strasburg comes off, 18 days off, comes back dominant, four scoreless on 62 pitches, three walks, three Ks. To that point, uh, five scoreless on 81, nine straight, 17 of 18 retired after a 1, 2, 3, 6. Done after 109 pitches and six and two-thirds hitless, which was hard to notice because there were kind of guys on base all, all afternoon, but hadn't allowed a hit at that point. But he was up to 109 pitches in his first start back after he missed two turns in the rotation. Dusty Baker, I think, makes the right move there. It's really hard to argue with that, honestly. Uh, four walks, five Ks total on the day. Uh, really just a dominant return to the rotation. Six and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, obviously. Four walks, five Ks, 109 pitches, 70 strikes, seven to three ground outs, a fly out. Great to have Steven Strasburg back on the mound there in the nation's capital. Yeah, he was great. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the walks, and, and, and that certainly added to his burden. And um, and that in, last inning in the seventh area, I mean, you could see every pitch he was throwing. He was laboring a little bit more, a little bit more, and I'm sure the Nats capped him, you know, had a plan to cap him at, you know, 90, 95, 100 pitches, whatever it might have been today, uh, his first start coming off the DL. And, um, you know, you, you, you give him a little bit more rope because of the nature of what was going on. But um, but Baker made the right decision to go out and get him when he did. Uh, he wasn't going to pitch another inning, so why make him, you know, labor even harder there? Uh, for the sake of seven no no hit innings when six and two thirds does the same thing, so um, it, just a, a tremendous performance by Strasburg coming off the DL. I'm sure he's going to be sore tomorrow, um, you know, having pitched a little longer than, than he expected today. But um, but just good to see that uh, the, 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 the Nats uh, I think handled this appropriately by giving him uh, by putting him on the DL, giving him that extra time. Um, you know, they're in a position right now where they don't have to force anybody. Uh, to, to play, let alone pitch. Um, you mentioned Joe Ross going on the DL essentially to um, to you know, save him some innings and, and and stretch out his season this year. But um, but yeah, just a definitely definitely a, a tremendous performance by Strasburg coming off the DL. Since you mentioned it before, we move on to all the offense for the day. Uh, right shoulder inflammation, uh, his velo velocity. I'm sorry, using cool words. His velocity dropped uh, noticeably last night. Dusty Baker talked about it in the post game. Uh, they said in today's post game that an MRI today showed uh, inflammation in the right shoulder. They had already been kind of uh, cutting some of his outings short and watching his uh, innings limit and pitch limit, however you want to define it. Uh, 
going forward and just his second full season in the majors. So not too surprising. Lucas Giolito looks like he'll stay up and uh, make another couple starts while they figure out what's going on with uh, Ross. And uh, not too surprising, I don't think, after the way he's looked in the last two starts. At least they know what it is. Hopefully it's nothing significant with that shoulder because we're talking about a 23-year-old here who's clearly major league ready as he showed over the last two years and would be a big blow if it was anything serious and not just them being extra cautious uh, considering how young he is and how early in his career he is. Yeah, and, and you know as well as I do that the inflammation in the right shoulder, um, anytime you take an MRI of a major league pitcher's shoulder, is going to show inflammation. It's just the, uh, the degree of, of how much inflammation and, and where specifically uh, it might be showing up on the MRI. But I don't think there's too much to worry about, Ross. You know, I say this knocking on wood. Um, you know, he, he, had, he showed a little bit of a drop in velocity, but – um, but still, he had a couple of pitches where he hit 94-95 as well. So um, the idea that he isn't wasn't able to maintain his velocity um, is, is probably a little bit more uh, disconcerting than um, than just having a dip in the velocity. So um, the, the Nats want to extend him for the rest of the season. He's going to be, um, you know, on an innings limit as much as um, as much as anybody has the last couple. Of just because of um, you know he, he hasn't pitched 200 innings in a season, so they want to uh, they don't want to you know jump his innings uh, total more than 20% over last year. So uh, this gives them the opportunity to stash him for a couple of weeks, uh, let whatever uh, was causing him from inflammation calm down a little bit, um, and then getting back for the second half of the season back at full strength. Hopefully that's all this is and, and, and nothing more than that. Yeah, I think just about everyone in baseball is hoping that. Uh, I saw even Keith Law talking on today about how he's become one of his – on Twitter about how he's become one of his favorite pitchers to watch. Everyone's enjoyed what they've seen from Joe Ross so far in his major league career. So I agree. Hope there, Hopefully nothing uh, too bad with the shoulder and he can come back in the second half and continue doing what he's doing. Uh, John Lamb on the mound for the Reds. I was going to make a sacrificial lamb joke, but that's just mean. Uh, 2008 Royals fifth-round pick acquired in the Johnny Cueto deal, one and four on the year, uh, winless in his last five games start, but a 3-5-4 ERA, a 278, 319, 386 line against, and 28 innings pitch over that stretch. A first pitch change to Wilson Ramos in the second ends up in the left field bullpen. Number 13 for Ramos makes it one nothing. Back-to-back-to-back walks just put him in a tough spot in the fourth. Danny Espinosa steps in. Uh, as uh, Carpenter mentioned on the broadcast today, Bob Carpenter's first name was escaping me for a second there. Danny Espinosa hit a grand slam in his first game in the majors, didn't do one, hit one again until the start of this series when he hit one the other day. He now has two in the series, 3-2 change, just absolutely crushed it. 5 nothing Nats at that point. Bryce Harper hits a 1-1 chain, uh, fastball on the fifth, 6 nothing, 7 nothing on a Ramos RBI double, and that's just keep piling on. They gave Steven Strasburg all the run support he could uh, need in what ends up a 12-1 win, but uh, just the offense in general we'll talk about, I guess, and then get into some of Danny Espinosa's ridiculousness after that. Yeah, just uh, let me let me read the ERAs of the pitchers that pitched for the Reds today. Uh, 543... <laughs> 730, 554, and 405. Those are yearly marks. Um, I don't want to distract from, from what the Nats have done offensively in this series at all um, because uh, they have hit very well and, um, you know, they, they have hit pretty well here uh, for several weeks in a row now. But I, I want to offer just one slight caveat that, but because there is a reason that the Cincinnati Reds are 30 and 53. 
Um, let me read that again. 30 and 53. Um, their pitching stinks. Um, it, it, it's it's probably if it's not the worst pitching staff in Major League Baseball, it's pretty darn close to it. Um, it, it let me say it again. They stink. So uh, all this all this glad-handedness that's going on about the Nats offense uh, comes with that caveat. However. Um, you can't take anything away from what Danny Espinosa did this series. Um, it just he just every time he came up to the plate, hit the ball hard. Um, obviously, you know it, it's nice to have a weekend series where you hit four home runs and and you hit uh, you know home runs from both sides of the plate twice in, in a series. I mean that's that's something special and um, and obviously I have um, I have given Danny Espinosa as hard a time as anybody uh, in, in DC sports media. Um, but if you look at his overall numbers uh, um, for the season, if somebody had told you that Espinosa was going to hit uh, 233, 30, 430, um, and provide you, if not gold, gold caliber, close to it, uh, defensive shortstop, um, I think anybody would have taken that. Um, sure, it's delaying the, the debut of, of one of the Nets' uh, most heralded prospects, but, um, but at this point, um, you know, the, the Nats don't have to replace him, and, and that's um, a great luxury that they have. You know, they, they've been healthy so far this season, so, um, you know, you haven't had an injury replacement. And, you know, the, the first two months of the season, um, you know, when, when Espinosa was hitting under 200, um, you know, that's that's when, you know, they, they could have pulled the plug on him. But at this point, um, you know, he, he's, he's second or tied for first on the team, in home runs and, and you just, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't replace a guy like that. I mean, there are people that are talking about Danny Espinosa making the all-star team now. And, and, and for me, it's kind of hard to make the all-star team uh, in a three week season where the first eight weeks of the season, he was below replacement level, but uh, the overall numbers show it, you know, like I said, 230, 330, 430 with 17 homers and, and 46 RBIs or whatever the heck it is. Um, you know, you can compare those against any shortstop in the National League, and they compare fa- favorably. Four, four for five at the plate today. Two home runs, as you mentioned. Grand slam in the fourth. Uh, solo shot in the seventh. There's a, a lot of I told you so's going around about uh, the nation's capital when it comes to Espinosa. I'm not sure anyone can claim that actually having told us so, about, other than Mike Rizzo and maybe Dusty Baker, and I'm not sure either of them expected him to be doing what he's doing right now. I mean, 15 RBIs. I know everyone shuns the RBI as a stat, but he has many runs driven in in this series as a red scored over the four-game set. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and, and that's just an anomaly. I mean, it, you know, it, they're, they're there, so they, they count towards the, the counting statistics, but um, you take them away and, and the, the numbers aren't, aren't as glossy, but again, they count as much as, as what he did in April and May. Also, uh, Danny Espinoza, uh, Daniel Murphy, I should say, just can't get Espinosa off the brain. Uh, another multi-hit game, two for four. Wilson Ramos, three for four with the home run. Rendon, two for three. Just uh, like you mentioned, Harper, two for four with the home run, his 17th of the year. Uh, like you mentioned, it's it's fun to enjoy all of this. <laughs> it is also a red team that's not very good, but Nationals win their 50th game of the year, 50 and 33 on the year after the win. Uh, it's hard to expect this to keep happening, uh, but the Nationals' offense is kind of catching fire all at once. If you can just get Ryan Zimmerman going, it's just a really difficult lineup to get through for any pitcher, even a good one. At this right, and that's taking into consideration the uh, 
you know, the, the leadoff spot is, has primarily been a dark hole all season. You know, the Nets uh, scored 12 runs with 15 hits and got 0 for 5 out of the leadoff spot again today. So, um, you know, if they were if they were generating league average production from the leadoff spot, um, this offense would be would be hard to beat. Uh, that's all there is to it. Even with uh, Zimmerman's struggles, and um, you know, there's there's uh, you know more more you know trade rumors circulating around that the Nets might try to find a outfield bat that could also play first base, and um, you know that that that's um, that would be a nice luxury to have, but. Um, but again, it, it would be a luxury. I mean, the Nats' offense is pretty solid, one one through eight. Uh, anyway, with Espinosa hitting the way that he has been, um, any production out of the leadoff spot at all, and this offense turns into a juggernaut. Ken Rosenthal was the one yesterday spreading that talk around, talking about them kicking the tires on Jay Bruce, who's going to leave town now with the Reds. He also, I should mention at the end of that, which I think is important to our discussion here, mentioned that, uh, as he said, another different kind of possibility would be for the Nets to promote Trey Turner to both lead off and play center. Uh, I quoted Mike Rizzo in the article we wrote about those rumors today. We feel offensively that he's major league ready, Rizzo said of uh, Turner last week. Uh, defensively, he's come a long way as a shortstop, but Danny Espinosa is playing extremely well at shortstop up here. We've got a roster full of qualified uh, quality players at the big league level, but Turner is a guy that we would like to see here in the big leagues to help us at the big league level. If we could make him more versatile and more valuable to us at multiple positions, I think that just adds to his value. I don't know that you're going to see Trey Turner come up here and uh, take a spot from Ben Revere and Michael Taylor out there in center, but you need someone getting on base at the top of that order. He can handle the position from everything they've said. Uh, He's worked with the coaches down in Syracuse. They think he's capable of going out there. I don't think they'd put him out there, but do you view this as a possible solution to that leadoff and center field problem? Well, anything's possibility until it's proven not, right? So, um, you know, they they are getting no production from from the leadoff spot. And, um, and in Dusty Baker's offense and in Mike Rizzo's offense, the, the leadoff spot is also the center fielder. So it, it makes sense for them uh, to kick the tires to see if Turner can pull it off. He, he's, he's obviously got the speed to play center. Uh, he's a good athlete. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good ball player. This is a type of position where um, you, don't, you don't like to say that, that it, it seems like uh, it's a natural form to go there because he hasn't done it at all in his professional career. But, uh, but he's a good enough athlete that he should be able to make that type of transition if they want to do that. Um, I think that, that long term, uh, his future is in the middle infield. I think that's where he provides the most value. Uh, but uh, that being said, um, you know, the Nets don't have anybody really uh, in the system for a couple of seasons. Um, to, to even think about playing at the big leagues at the major league uh, level, um, you know you've got uh, uh, Victor Robles who is um, who's in you know in, in low A ball right now, so uh, he's still several years away. Obviously, he looks like a tremendous prospect, but um, you know so so the idea of moving to Turner, uh, moving Turner to center field for for a year or two um, is an intriguing one, just to get his bat in the order. I mean, he is the prototypical leadoff hitter that this team doesn't have right now. Um, even even Ben Revere, um, you know, when he is hitting his career averages, uh, he's a 300 hitter, sure, uh, but he's not a big on base percentage guy. I mean, he's a 300, 330 type of guy. 
a 330 on base type of guy, uh, which is okay at a year leadoff hitter, but it's still not good. I mean, you'd like to see your leadoff hitter 340, 350, even higher. Uh, and, and Trey Turner is that type of hitter. He's he's a high average, high on base guy. Um, and he's developing some pop. He's not going to hit 20 home runs, but he could hit you 10 or 12. And, and that's the type that's the type of bat you want uh, leading off. And uh, and if he can play center field, all the better. Being 33 on the year after the win. Tomorrow morning, I should stress, 11.05 a.m. start of the series opener with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Max Scherzer on the mound, 9-5, 3-3-0 ERA against Junior Guerra, 5-1, 3-2-5 ERA. 11.05 a.m. for baseball on 4th of July. Should be a nice one. Uh, talk to you after that one, sir, if you can manage to get up by the time the game's even over out there on the West Coast. Yeah, that's going to be awful early for game time for me tomorrow. I might be able to join you for the end of it. <laughs> or that's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you all after tomorrow's game. Doghouse says go Nats. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.